Hello everybody, welcome back to Nux Talk. This is Thomas and Kyle coming back at you guys after the Ottawa series. We played Monday and Wednesday night and, uh, you know, we got four points. I said I wanted four points, Kyle wanted three points, and, you know, I don't know how we got them, but we got them. Yeah. Yeah, we did, you know. Um, doesn't really matter how, how you win, especially when it's against Ottawa. It's As long as you get those two points, that's all that matters, and... You know, we're one game below 500 now. I think we're two points out of a playoff spot um, with Montreal coming up next, which is by far the biggest series of the season so far. But sticking with Ottawa, yeah, I mean, that first game, Demko, you know, kind of steals one. And, you know, I've said it a couple of times, we're not going to apologize for good goaltending. And Demko is the hottest goalie in the league, and he won us that game. And it was nice to see Harlock get his first goal. Um, and then Miller, obviously, it's nice to see when he scores as well. And it was a nice, nice play by Quinn Hughes in overtime, and we get the W. And obviously, we didn't play a great game. We let up what forty six shots to the Sens, which isn't ideal, especially when the Sens are on a back to back. But a W is a W, and all I'll say is kind of leave the first game off with we need to play simpler. You know, I thought we were turning the puck over too much, weren't stringing passes together. You're not going to get it deep, and uh, you know Ottawa is still an NHL team. They're a fast team. They're a young team, and uh, yeah, they they kind of dominated us. I agree. I think that's exactly what happened. We just uh, we started trying to do too much because we knew, I think, going in that Ottawa was a bad team, and so we came in thinking we could throw the puck across the middle like we were doing earlier in the year, not get pucks deep. We thought we could just carry the puck in, and you know clearly that was not working on Monday night, and. You know, Ottawa being on a back-to-back, you think we wouldn't get out shots badly as we did. But, you know, it happened, and thank goodness Demko was there to shut the door because that could have been ugly. That could have been really ugly, and then we would have been sitting in a spot where, holy crap, we just got, our sh- just got killed by Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that giving up 46 shots is great. I will say that a lot of the shots were from outside on the wall, um, and Demko obviously is rebounding has been great, and also I'll give our defense a lot of credit. They've blocked a lot of shots, and they're there for the rebound when it does happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a couple great saves by Demko, namely that one on Kachuk with the right pad. So um, it was kind of a combination of, yeah, Demko was hot, and the team just kind of buckled down. Um, and moving on to the second game, I mean, both games we had 2 nothing leads in the first period and slowly kind of let them slip away and I thought we came out a bit better um, in the second game, and I thought overall we played a better game in the, in the second game. Um, obviously, Brock and Bo both score in the first period. But, you know, we just never put that dagger in the coffin kind of thing, and, and we kind of let them hang around, and uh, I guess you got to give Ottawa some credit, too, for not quitting. So, what did you see in the second game? Well, I think we started off the first period like you touched on really hot. I think we came out with a lot better pace, and, you know, I'm not surprised given the poor effort on Monday night and getting Mott back into the lineup I think definitely helped the bottom six he just brings that stability we saw him almost going to break away uh, he's so hard on the puck kind of in the same way that Hoglander is he wins a lot of board battles that you wouldn't normally expect a guy to win and then coming into the second period I think we were kind of caught off guard a little bit and on our heels in the first five to ten minutes there 
but we've started to pick it up a little bit more and then you know the third was a pretty competitive period yeah i mean they tie it up in the third with a great shot post and end. it's not like you can blame goaltending today no nope. it was a 2-2 game um but you know i think it's been the theme of the last few weeks we're bending but not breaking we're just hanging on there and you know you don't want the games to go to overtimes and shootouts, but if you're going to go there, you might as well pick up the extra point, and we did that in both games. Yeah, I think, uh, as you touched on, Mott coming back was a really nice addition, and so good to see him back out there. And You know, puck battles, as you are saying, he's he's so good at and You know, he jumps right back onto the penalty kill, and he had a couple blocks today. I think he had four of them four uh, as he put in the three stars, so... That's the type of guy, you know, comes right back from injury and isn't scared to get in front of pucks. He was hustling today. He was around in the offensive zone as a bottom six guy. And with the bottom six a little banged up, I mean, his return couldn't have come at a better time. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think there have been some players who didn't have the best of games, especially today's game. I thought... Um, Gaudet wasn't great, especially in his own end, kind of a little fancy there. And Pearson seemed to be off. I knew he kind of got banged up early. But even before that, I thought he wasn't playing great. So obviously hope Pearson's okay. Probably an ankle sprain of some sort. So um, I guess next man up, I guess. Yeah, I I don't think that uh, Pearson had the greatest two games. I know he scored in game one. But that was kind of just given to him right on a stick. Yeah, pretty much gift-wrapped. Exactly, and... Uh, he hasn't been doing much lately. We've been saying it for a while that he looks a step slower this year, and maybe the third line is a better fit for him with Sutter. But, you know, he gets one, and then, yeah, I thought Gaudet wasn't very good today. He was just fooling around with the puck in his own end, which, you know, I don't understand, especially in a game when we're playing well, when we're chipping pucks out for the most part, and when we're getting pucks deep. Against a team like Ottawa, too, there's really no need to... Try to make a fancy play when you can just pass it to your teammates and get the puck out. Right, and then, you know, obviously Green's not going to like that. And even, if, I know Hoglander had a beautiful assist today um, on the Horvat goal, but even a couple times he would get try to carry it into the blue line or try to, you know, make an extra play when he could have just gone it deep. And those are the little things that Hoglander is going to want to clean up, especially for a coach like Green. Um, and speaking of Green, we've been very harsh on him this year, and I think at times rightfully so and maybe at times not rightfully so but we've been harsh on him and in the first game he kind of changed things up in the third and again we said it we kind of got dominated in that first game and I thought the third period was our best period we kind of settled things down even though we give up the late goal um, and he blended the lines I think Harold Lake moved up the lineup um, today uh, we saw Miller play alongside of um, Vertanen and Pearson for a little bit and Bo got the big line with Hoglander and Besser which Obviously did pretty well. So I thought those were good moves by Green. And, you know, when he does bad, we're going to comment on it. But when I see something good, I'm also going to comment on it. Yeah, I think those were good moves. I think that's the first time where his line juggling has worked this yeah. season. I will say I think it was a bit of a, a different situation in that there was no McDavid you had to match against, no Drysaddle, no Matthews, no Marner, whoever you want to say on Montreal, Cockney, Amy Suzuki, whatever. Um but yeah, you have to give credit where credit is due, and he made the right moves to spark the team because yeah. that third period in game one was by far uh, much better than the first two in that game. Right. You saw Vertanen get going, you saw the top six get going in general, and 
it's great to point out how luck gets that early goal and then gets rewarded by moving up in the lineup. Often with our bottom six guys we've been noticing this year, they'll do something good and then, you know, they don't get rewarded. For example, you know, McEwen will play a decent five minutes and then be a healthy scratch. Or we saw on the back end with Yulevi playing good and then he'll be a healthy scratch. But, you know, those were the right moves and they help us get the two points. Yeah, and so... You know, obviously a big day in Canuck land. We sh- we get Jimmy VC off waivers from Toronto. Um, just your immediate thoughts. How do you like the move? Where do you think he's going to fit? Yada, yada, yada. Well, I love the move. Um, in general, just looking at it, say we were a healthy team right now, I love the move. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the situation of recent injuries, I you know, the move is even better in my opinion. You got Pearson going out tonight. Roussel and Beagle are banged up. Pedersen's still banged up. Um, and we've kind of been searching for that, you know, top six winger player to play with Bo. And, you know, Vertanen's fit in nicely in the last few weeks there. I yep. thought he's played well. Yep. So that's kind of been filled. And then Pearson's kind of the guy I've been looking at that's like, you know, I don't really want you there. If we could get something better, I'd like to, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also been trade rumors surrounding Pearson and his contract's up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Canucks were kind of quick to shut those down, saying, you know, we don't really want to move Pearson, but I don't see him in the long-term plan. So to get a guy like VC, who, you know, played four years in college and was great, mm-hmm. he's played with the Rangers, he's played with Buffalo, but Buffalo's a shithole, and then he's, you know, got 30 games, I think seven points, and you said five of those were goals with the Leafs, but it's important to mention that those those points are down because of just a lack of playing time in Toronto. Yeah, I, just to start, I really like the move as well. Um, he's a player who's 27 years old, can score goals, and he's signed to below a million dollars, and half of which we don't even have to pay because he's already played with the Leafs. So on a risk standpoint, there is no risk. It was just, here's a free player. Do what you will. So that's great. Um, and as you said, the injuries, it makes it a perfect time to get a guy like this. And, you know... He starts his career in New York, and I think he averaged 80 games in a season. He had 81, 79, and I think 81 again. And 16 goals, 17 goals, 17 goals with the Rangers. So he can obviously score goals. He obviously gets exiled to Buffalo, only puts up nine. But what are you going to do? It's Buffalo. And then, yeah, he has five goals in 30 games, playing fourth line minutes with the Leafs. So a guy who can play on your third line, a guy who can play on your fourth line, and even a guy who can... Play on in your top six. Go on your second line power play unit. Uh, he injects some offense, and hey, twenty-seven-year-old winger who can score. I thought it was a great low-risk move by Jim. I agree, and you know, I think it'll be interesting to see because I don't think he's reached his full potential in the league in the sense that he hasn't been in a great opportunity. Sure, like the Rangers weren't great when he was there. Buffalo's just bad, and then Toronto's super stacked. So, yeah, there was playing time when he was with the Rangers, and he did put up those goals that you said. But did he really have great players to play with? I don't know. And so coming into Vancouver, there you know, there's these young guys, and with Green's juggling, you're gonna, you know he's going to get some sort of opportunity to play with some high-skilled players at some point. And I think it's also interesting to mention that, you know, in his first year, 80 games, 30 points. And, you know, that's what we've seen from Gaudet and Bertanen as the years have gone on. Mind you, at that time, he was probably the same age that those guys are now. But I think that his impact at that time to, you know, bring those points in and the consistent goals is something we desperately need right now. Yeah, I mean, a big move. Um, 
the first player to wear number 24 since the famous Reed Boucher. So hopefully we see a lot of goals from, from Jimmy. And Reed loved to shoot. Yeah, and then he rips the puck on Ned and, you know, adds some energy into the lineup. And, hey, he's going to be playing for a contract, so he should be motivated. And I guess the last thing to touch on is Montreal. We have a back-to-back Friday, Saturday. You assume Hope he gets one, but... But the way Demko is playing, do you just ride him out? Who knows? What a series that's going to be, though. Huge playoff implications. Um, thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I think that... Uh, first of all, I think it's going to be a tough series. Yep. I think that we need to step up our game a little bit um, after this Ottawa series, for sure. I know we just played uh, Montreal right for Edmonton, and you know we did okay, just squeaked by. But I don't know if just squeaking by is going to do it this time around yeah uh i hope so you know demko's gonna get one of those games at least yeah um so he's gonna be great there but you know do i want to see hope be in that not really do i think it's gonna happen Mm, probably i don't really know how i feel about that to be honest with you yeah for me i thought it was a big mistake not playing hopey tonight um and then giving Demko the back-to-back against Montreal and letting him rest till Monday, till Friday, and then giving him the back-to-back. But obviously Green wanted to ride the hot hand and kind of almost uh, double down against Ottawa, which I get. You know, points are hard to come by, and we need them right now. We don't need them in the future. So I get that. Um, but yeah, I would not be surprised at all. And I'm, to be honest with you, I probably would play Holpe on Friday and then let Demko get the back-to-back. But... Um, we'll see what Greener does. It'll be interesting to see, and obviously hope he should be motivated to provide some good goaltending for his team, as Demko's just been just been insane for us, really. He's now in the Vesna conversation. His save percentage is above 920, and yeah, sky's the limit, really. I agree. Um, we touched on it last time, but this was the perfect time to play Holpe if you wanted to give Demko some rest. You know, it didn't happen. But uh, Hope he's been off for a while, and he's been practicing for a long time. So, you know, if you're Braden Hopey, you have to come out and you have to have a good effort. And honestly, it's time for him to steal a win, in my opinion. He has to, you know, come out and have a really good game, which we haven't seen from him since, you know, that Calgary game way back when. Right. And so I want to see a good effort from him, and then, you know, hopefully VC's a available to play Friday. He should be mm-hmm. once his work visa gets sorted. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. We definitely were shorthanded tonight. We ended up playing with 10 forwards because we had to dress only 11 and 7D. But uh, it'll be interesting. And then one other point I wanted to touch on that someone mentioned today was that uh, the Mikey DiPietro situation. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's tough. Like, quite frankly, I don't think Michael DiPietro is ready for an NHL start or even a backup role at this point. Um, and obviously, I don't really understand what's happening down the AHL. I know we've combined with a couple teams, so roster's full, and he's kind of in this limbo, er- limbo area where he's just practicing, traveling with the team, but he's not going to get any starts, which for a young goalie like that, it's it's paramount that he gets playing time and experience because that's the only way he's going to get better and grow and develop. So yeah, obviously it's not ideal that he's sitting and riding pine, but at the end of the day, I don't know if sending him down is an option and obviously he's not ready to start over Demko or Holpe. So I don't necessarily 
know a, a solution, and I don't really like the current situation. So it's just unfortunate all the way around. Yeah, I think with the current situation, the issue is that you have to have three goalies, and one of them has to be on your taxi squad. So I think what fans are upset about is the fact that Jim is reluctant reluctant to sign a veteran goalie to play be on the taxi squad and send Di Pietro down to play in the AHL. Mm. And that's where I kind of question, you know, the move as well, because the guy hasn't played a game in 12 months. Yeah. That's a long time not to play a game as a goalie. Yeah. And, you know, so hopefully that doesn't hurt his development too much. But, you know, I thought it was something worth mentioning. And um, I mean, to play doubles advocate, though, you could argue he's getting NHL practice from Ian Clark, one of the best goalies in the world or goalie coaches in the world. So, I mean, I'm sure that's going to help his game a little. But, yeah, it's not going to be the same as playing a game and you know that's a good point so it's a tough scenario yeah obviously you'd rather have him have him play 30 games down in the a but what are you gonna do all right guys that's gonna do it for us today quick episode after the ottawa series you know wasn't our best effort but four points to four points and i'm gonna take those every day once again if you guys want to talk to us you can always reach us here or at nux underscore talk on instagram we love hearing you guys and uh, what you have to say. And that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening.